Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. You got your notebooks, your Bibles, amen, and we're going to just through a, do a walk. We want to encourage you to make sure that you're taking notes. You don't have to record anything. Everything is being recorded, and um, we don't want you to miss a visitation from God, so we want you to be really actively involved in what we are speaking. If you would turn your Bibles with me to John 10.10, 10. it's a familiar text, very familiar text, and we're going to be uh, springboarding off of this particular scripture. The Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. How many of you have ever had an occasion in your life where you knew that it had to be the devil? Amen. It wasn't a deacon. It wasn't your enemy. It was the devil. And when he came, he, he stole something from you. He killed something. He destroyed something. But your days of living with the devil having the upper hand in your life, stealing and killing and destroying is over. There is a promise right behind there. The scripture says, I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This is a season for us to going after abundance. God wants you to have an abundant life. When we look at the Bible, the Bible speaks of life and it uses many metaphors. And today I want to talk to you about life mastery and in particular, a school called life, a school called life. And I'm in part three of this particular uh, teaching. And tonight I want to focus, if this is a school, then I want to focus on your curriculum. You cannot go to school and there be no syllabus and no curriculum. And so we want to be able to show you what the curriculum is and then introduce you to your teachers. And then one by one, we're going to take the lessons together. But the Bible speaks of and uses many metaphors to describe life. Number one, one of the metaphors that it uses is from out of Job chapter 20, verse eight. 
when it says that life is like a dream that flies away. And I decree and declare that you're going to live life to its fullest and you're going to live the life of your dreams. The devil will never penetrate your dreamscape in this season. And I decree and declare you're going to keep dreaming and the devil will not replace it with nightmares. I decree that God is not only going to give you a personal dream, but he's also going to give you a dream that is going to change the landscape of communities and industries and families and government and nation. I decree and declare that even as he gave people such as Joseph a dream, I decree that in your family, you are going to be the Joseph. And you're going to begin to figure out why things are the way they are or where they the way they were in the past. Because you're going to have instructors that are going to instruct you through this next season in your life. The scriptures also said in 1 Chronicles 29 and 15, team that life is a shadow that disappears. I decree and declare that the shadows may disappear, but you will always be connected with the light. I decree and declare this over your life, that if life indeed is like a shadow, you will never know a dark day. You will always have light that shines. And when we think about a shadow, a shadow is casted when you have a blocking agent in front of the stream of light. And when there's a blocking agent, then there's going to be a shadow. The scripture says that nothing shall separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So we know that shadow is not the devil. The Bible said, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that means wherever you go, God is with you because God is light and nothing will separate you. So you're seeing your own shadow. I decree that this is the last day you're going to be shadow boxing. I decree that you will not be afraid of your own shadow. That you will keep your eyes on the light and though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I've discovered that in order to conquer mountains you got to go through shadow, go through valleys. And in the valleys you will see the shadow, but when you get on top of the mountain, you are going to be lighting up the world. The Bible says that you are the light of the world and I decree that you are going to make it through all of your valleys and as you go, as you go through I decree you will not give up in this season number three the Bible said according to Job chapter 7 verse number nine that life is like a cloud that vanishes and I had two different revelations here and I want to say this in the form of a declaration I decree from today on if you are living under a sky that is filled with clouds I decree they are showers of blessings. I decree that you will live all the days of your life with showers of blessing and this is the last day that you're going to live in drought or in dryness. Your season of drought is over and your season of dryness is over and your seasons of showers of blessing filling your life is here. The scripture says that life 
according to Job chapter 14 verses 1 to 2 is like flowers that dies. I decree that you are not just a flower. You are a tree planted by the rivers of water. Your leaves will not wither and whatsoever you do shall prosper. First Timothy 1 24 to 25 says that life is like grass that withers and everyone knows that grass once it withers it becomes a desert. I decree and declare that your life will never li be lived in a desert. I decree everything around you is green. There is a saying that the grass is always greener on the other side and I decree you are the other side that people are talking about. That your grass is always greener. Number six, James 4 and 14 says that life is a vapor that vanishes. That means life happens really fast. That means that you've got to live your life to its fullest before it vanishes. I decree and declare that in this season to come, you are not going to waste any time with individuals that cannot enhance your life. I decree that you will not have any wasted moments, any wasted seconds. I decree that you are harnessing everything that you have and you are focused on your assignment and you are focused on fulfilling your purpose and I decree every distractor or distraction is being eliminated from your life and you are not afraid to walk away from things and people that have become a distractor and you don't have to wait for them to say goodbye give yourself a going away party number seven life is like a mere breath and you know this is Psalm 39 and 5 people inhale and they wait to the end of their life to exhale but I decree and declare you will not wait to the end of your life to exhale God is a God of inspiration inspiration means to breathe in and what God breathes in I decree and declare you are breathing out I decree and declare that life will never take your breath away. I decree God is going to bless you with so much that everyone that sees you is going to be left breathless. I decree and declare that life will never knock the wind out of you. I decree you are going to run and you are getting your second wind and you are going to end every year strong. I decree it over your life and it is so. In Psalm 39 and 3 it says life is as nothing and this is a nihilist statement in other words they feel like it's not worth living but Jesus said I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly I decree every morning you awaken you are going to awaken to a party that you throw for yourself I decree and declare you're going to wake up smiling you're going to go to bed at smiling and you're going to go through your day smiling I decree and declare you will never have a nihilist attitude. I decree every day you wake up, I decree that you will be asking God, God, I know that there's only 24 hours in a day, but I'm having such a good time. Can you add another, another 24 hours so I don't have to go to sleep? 
There are so many people that are sleeping their life away because they are depressed. But I decree at the end of your day, you are going to live life to its fullest. You are going to deserve the rest. I decree that you are going to be progressing and succeeding until the devil will have a headache and he will not bother you when you go to sleep because they would say this one right here walked into my kingdom and snatched his victory. I decree and declare God is placing happiness into your life and enjoyment into your life and you are squeezing every second out of every minute and every minute out of every hour. I decree and declare you are enjoying your life. You are enjoying everything about your life. You are enjoying parenting. You are enjoying being married. If you are single, you're enjoying being single. I decree and declare you are enjoying your children and your children are enjoying you. I decree you enjoy the drive to work. I decree you enjoy the job that you have. I decree you enjoy the job getting coming back home. The scripture says your downsetting is blessed. Your uprising is blessed. When you go out, you're blessed. When you come in, you're blessed. The word blessed not only means, uh, hallelujah, that you are a beneficiary of a benefactor, but it also means to be happy. I decree and declare the blessing of the Lord has overtaken you and that you're wearing the blessing well. Turn to your neighbor and tell them blessing, the blessing looks good on you. Hallelujah. Not only that, but Psalm 39 and 6, it says a strange thing that life is like a phantom. And I thought for a moment, uh, and it simply means that one minute it's here and the next minute it is gone. I decree and declare you will never be controlled by the idea of a phantom nor fear, principalities or powers or rulers of the darkness of this world. I decree and declare you are being led and protected by the presence and the power and the provisions, not of an evil spirit, but of the Holy Spirit. I decree and declare you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Life. Life is spoken of in many metaphors. And another metaphor for life is Psalm 90 and 9. And it says that life is like a sigh. In other words, uh, you are disappointed with what you got out of life. Uh, I decree that your days of disappointment are over, that God is changing your sighs and sorrows into songs and singing. Uh, hallelujah, I decree that you will never sigh another day in your life because you're disappointed. I decree this is the last day of disappointment. I decree that you are going to be like David when he said my expectations are of the Lord I decree that you will not lower your expectations but you will lower your expectations of man because man will disappoint you but God will never disappoint you God is not in the business of meeting your expectations he's in the business of exceeding your expectation and I decree and declare that your disappointed 
anointing. Days are over. Man are going to be man. So let man be man and women be women, but let your God be your God. He is going to fill your life in the season to come. And then there's another metaphor for life. Psalm 78 verse 39 says that life is like a wind that passes and wind is something that you cannot control but I decree and declare that the next winds that blow will not be uh, uh, winds of, 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 of destruction. I decree that the Eurocladin winds of the spirit are blowing blessings into your life with gale force in the days to come. I decree and declare that your blessings are going to be out of control. You're not going to be able to, to, to control it. You're going to be blessed on your right hand, blessed on your left. Everybody that she you is going to bless you I decree and declare they're going to bless you with opportunities they're going to bless you with network they're going to net bless you with inside information they're going to bless you with patterns they're going to bless you with patents they're going to bless you with trade secrets they're going to bless you with trademarks I decree and declare they're going to bless you with property I decree and declare that your blessings are going to blow into your life Hallelujah, with great gale force in this season, Paul wanted to weigh in, and Paul did not see life like other people saw it. He didn't see it like a dream. He didn't see it like a shadow. He didn't see it like a cloud. He didn't see it like a flower. He didn't see it like vapor or a breath or nothing or a phantom or a sigh or wind. When Paul decided that he wanted to explain to you and I, what life is like he wrote it to the Corinthian church in 1st Corinthians chapter 4 verse 15 if you can go there with me please when Paul saw life Paul saw life as a school and he said for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ ye yet ye have not many fathers for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel and as we taught in a previous teaching. This is very important because um, Paul understood that it was the responsibility of a good father who was was from royal stock, a, a good father who was from the upper class who had the means what they would do, they would give their children, they would give them tutors and governors and so he stood as a father to be able to say that I'm your spiritual father and I want you to know that when I send you out, I'm going to send you out with your pedagogies I'm going to send you out with your tutors I'm going to send you out with your governor because those that were wealthy and those that were a part of the upper class and those that were a part of a royal family, they would not allow any of their children to go unattended. They would always have for each one of the children a governor and a tutor. The governor was responsible for moral character development and the tutor was responsible for intellectual development. 
something and I decree and declare that you will begin to understand that you are in your father's house and even as the natural father so it necessary to give them instructors or tutors so it is with your heavenly father he is not going to let you go out in life without having your personal instructors so for every believer God has given you your personal instructor and it's just that we have studied so much about spiritual fathers and mothers no one has trained us to sit and become a disciple or a student of our instructor that means for every believer who is ever born again you will be trained in the academy of spiritual protocol you will matriculate through the school of the Holy Spirit and you will graduate from Kingdom University I decree and declare you will not be a dropout and when you graduate you're going to graduate with honors I decree and declare a valedictorian is here I decree and declare a salutatorian is here Jesus taking his disciples as students and he was referred to as rabbi in John chapter 3 we recognize here is Nicodemus and he is a government official and he is an intellect and he called he said rabbi we know that thou art a teacher come from God in other words he was able to identify Jesus as one of his instructors and he was able to ask questions from a lesson that Jesus was teaching about the kingdom who do you turn to that has the skill and the ability to understand life I know a lot of people understand church and they understand religion but who around you really understand life who has been through life that can help you to connect the dots but you are going to be a graduate of Kingdom University you are going to be a graduate of the school of the Holy Spirit and you're going to be trained at the Academy of Spiritual Protocol. There are so many people that have talents and skill and ability but they don't have the protocol of the Spirit and it means that you set a lid over your life once you are promoted but you don't understand the protocol in the next realm that you are living in. It is possible that it can default to the old realm that you came from but I decree and declare there is going to be no default uh, that is necessary in this season to come you are going to posture yourself as a student of the Holy Spirit and you are going to be sent out in life and when you are sent out in life you are going to learn your lessons so that you don't have to repeat a class this is why you have people in and out of your life you get rid of one person but another person comes with a different name but the same spirit it is because you have never ever passed your test but I decree and declare you are not going to be a dropout and you're going to ace every test and this is the last test in life you're going to fail and so in this uh, school and in this academy and in this university you have the president CEO and founder and the president CEO and founder of this great 
educational system, this school called life is God himself and the provost is Jesus Christ. Your board of regents is the angelic host. Your department heads are leadership, your supervisors, your mother, your father, your employers, your mentors, your coach, your role models, and the five-fold ministry gift. This uh, a school called life also has a principle and your principle is wisdom. The Bible said that wisdom is the principle and then you have a proctor, someone that supervises your test and your proctor is Mr. Fiery Trials and Mrs. Test. You have a syllabus and you have a curriculum, curriculum and your syllabus and your curriculum is drawn from the institution's library and the institution library consists of 66 books which are all designed specifically for each student to maximize their potential to fulfill purpose to grow holistically to progress succeed and prosper and to live as God's representative and then this institution has teachers and instructors and your teachers and instructors are assigned to teach you your lesson so today I want to introduce you to your teachers but I also want to give you an overview of your syllabus for the life lesson you will learn so I want you to take out your notepads brothers and sisters because class is now in session your first teacher and their syllabus is experience and experiences teach you about the nature of God and in discovering who God is you discover who you are in the process. Ecclesiastes 1.16 says, I commune with my own heart saying, Lo, I come to great estate and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. I decree and declare that you are not only going to be a hearer of the word, you are going to be a doer of the word. And and it's going to affect the experiences that you have in life. Your second teacher or instructor is the word of God. The Bible said, wherewith shall a young man cleanse his ways? And you're going to cleanse your ways by the word of God. The word of God is your life manual. And it is a divine library that is open 24-7 for you to study and find references for every challenge in life um, when it comes to the word of God um, there are nine metaphors for the word of God the word of God is a lamp that shines so that you will never have to go through life in the dark. This is Psalm 119 verses uh, verses uh, 105. The word of God is a light that guides Psalm 119 105. The word of God is a two-edged sword that pierces Hebrews 4 and 12. The word of God is a mirror that reveals and reflects James James 1 and 23. 
The word of God is a seed that germinates. First Peter 1 23. The word of God is milk that nourishes. First Peter 2 and 3. The word is meat that fortifies. Hebrews 5 and 14. The word of God is a fire that consumes and purifies. Jeremiah 23 29. The word of God is a hammer that shatters. Jeremiah 23 29. Here my brothers and sisters I present you with your second instructor the word of God brothers and sisters permit me to introduce your third instructor your third instructor is rejection rejection is divine redirection that teaches you to value your greatness and who God made you to be rejection is one of the greatest teachers because rejection will teach you hallelujah that just because you have lost favor with others because just because you have lost a position in the workplace just because you have lost a relationship because you wanted to be who you were in the process of losing all those things you are going to find yourself you are going to discover your worth you are going to discover your dignity so I don't want you to miss that class ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters let me introduce you to your next instructor your next instructor is a loss loss will teach you values clarification and it will show you how to value what you have when you have it while you have it my mother used to tell me Cindy you're not going to miss the water until the well runs dry you're not going to miss your health until you're sick. You won't miss companionship until a divorce. You won't miss your sight until you're blind. You won't miss your ability until you are you can uh, 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 don't have a platform to perform it on. And what this particular lesson is about when you lose something, you're going to learn how to live with gratitude. You're going to learn the art of saying thank you. You're going to learn the uh, importance of understanding in all things. Give thanks for this is the will of God for Christ Jesus. Nothing and no one comes to stay forever and this is where you learn not to take for granted of the little things you will never take for granted after you go through this course of your eyesight or your health or your ability to walk or your ability to hear you've got to understand that loss is an instructor brothers and sisters I want to introduce you to your next instructor and your next instructor is death and what does death teach you death teaches you how Fred your life is and how to level uh, to value life and time Ecclesiastes 3 says to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven a time to be born and a time to die in other words there's a time for conception and there's also a time for expiration there's a time for something to exist but everything has an expiration date and that means that they are 
both on the same continuum, a time to be born and a time to die. I decree and declare you will never ever from this day onward miss a divine timetable of God that all your experiences are time sensitive. Every assignment is time sensitive. Every relationship has a time attached to it. And I decree and declare you are going to learn from death that you are going to learn how fragile everything around you is and you're going to learn to value everything and everyone that God places in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got to move on and our next instructor is opportunity. Opportunity teaches you how to maximize your potential and the value of preparation. I decree and declare that this is the last season that you will be presented with an opportunity that you will not be prepared for. I decree you're going to pray and you're going to pray at a different level. Can you imagine God giving Hallelujah. God given Noah the heads up um, that the season was changing in the earth um, and God was giving heads up uh, that there would be new trends and there was going to be a revolution uh, and there were going to be new mega trends that would sweep the average person away in the current of change. Uh, can you imagine if Noah never listened to God uh, and God instructing him to build a structure that was able to ride the way waves of change while everybody else was swept away in the current of change this world is getting ready for the fourth industrial revolution and many professions that we hold dear to us is no longer going to be and those of you that are in the workplace it's time for you to begin to pray differently even those that are doctors will have to work differently even those that are lawyers are going to have to work differently and many of the businesses that some of you are working for they will no longer exist because the world is changing do you not know that we were just talking about Suri and Alexis and everybody is afraid of Alexis but Suri and Alexis is going to have another companion named Geneva and Geneva is going to run your entire house you've got to know that when they gave 5G, 5G connects the entire world that means with facial recognition, uh, hallelujah, and you're going to have lights on, uh, you're going to have cameras on every light, uh, and you are going to be watched. Uh, can you imagine uh, that God already said that my eyes run to and fro, that man is only just connecting with what God already done, and technology is catching up, but listen to me carefully, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Lord, they were eating and drinking and they were giving a marriage until the flood came. You got to understand that the flood came but God gave him an opportunity to build a structure so that he could ride the currents of change. I decree and declare in the next fourth industrial revolution you are not going to be swept away by currents of change. I decree and declare you are going to be ahead of the curve. You are going to rebuild your 
life. This is very important for you to understand uh, that those that will be relevant in the workplace in 2020 and beyond uh, will be those that have the ability to learn, to unlearn, and to relearn. If you are stuck on one way of doing things, if you are stuck on one way of doing ministry, you are stuck on one way writing books, uh, you are stuck on one way doing, uh, you know, your day-to-day or discharging your day-to-day responsibility in the workplace, you are going to be obsolete and unemployable. But I decree and declare it will not be you that you will begin to pray and hear God give you instruction because the opportunity is going to come. We have so many world problems uh, and this is the time for the church to stop hanging out in the shadows and step forward in the light we talk too much we are we are we are commentators and spectators but nobody is bringing any new models to the table but I decree the anointing of Joseph is upon you the anointing of Daniel is upon you the anointing of Mordecai is upon you the anointing of Jacob is upon you. The anointing of Daniel is upon you. The anointing of David is upon you. I decree you are an innovator. I decree that your creative juices are flowing. God said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of good, not of evil to bring you to a uh, uh, to a uh, uh, expected end. Why should uh, uh, um uh, 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 an individual from outside of the church always be the one that is leading change. You are an agent of change. But I'm going to tell you the hardest thing to do is for you to change. We want everybody around us to change. We want our husband to change. We want our children to change. But we get to remain the same. But I decree and declare that you are going to change because you are being conformed into the image of your father turn to your neighbor and say you go first hallelujah you change you be the first to change in your family you be the first to change in the workplace you be the first to change in the ministry I decree and declare that God is raising up agents of change I decree you're an instrument of change and when the opportunities come you're going to be first to the market I decree you are not going to be a day late and a dollar short. I decree you are stepping forward and you are allowing God to download a new model. You are allowing God to download new patterns. You are allowing God to download new patterns. You are allowing God to download new intellectual property. You are allowing God to download hallelujah new uh, solutions to problems. You are allowing God to give you answers Uh, Hallelujah to the problems that are plaguing the world and the issues that have gone unanswered. I decree and declare you are the answer. I decree and declare you are a sharp threshing instrument in the hand of God. And as you are praying, I decree and declare you will see yourself as the answer. Clap your hands and shout. I am the answer. Glory to God. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to your seventh uh, instructor. And your seventh instructor, your seventh, the seventh instructor, the seventh instructor is problems and crises. And problems and crises is, 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 is there to expose your potential. Number eight, I want to introduce you to your eighth instructor, and that is time. What does time teach you? Time teaches you patience. Time also teaches you, teaches you urgency and the danger of procrastination. And one of my favorite quotes is from Lord Chesterfield, know the true value of time, snatch it, sneeze, seize it, enjoy every moment of it, no idleness, no procrastination, never put off tomorrow what you could do today. So time is a teacher. This is what David said, so teach me to number my days that I would apply my heart to wisdom. First Corinthians, I think it's chapter uh, four, verse one, where Paul is talking to the Corinthians church. He said, let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ. The word account is, is, is the shortened form of accountant, and we know that accountants are one of the oldest professions um, in, in the universe, the oldest profession in the universe is actually prostitution, but the oldest amongst the oldest, for real, for real, but one of the oldest, uh, one of the oldest profession, um, I mean, and is, is accounting. And, and Paul was saying, look, David said, teach me to number my days. He was talking about giving an account for every day that he lived on the earth realm. You see, you're given 24 hours, and at the end of the day, whatever is left is what you account for. Can you account for last week? Can you account for last month? Do you have anything to show for you being in this world? And some people are gonna live all their lives but have nothing to show for it. Another generation will not even acknowledge them. Not even your family would even remember that you live. How could you live a life and not leave an indent, not leave a dent into this world? I decree and declare that you will leave a dent in your industry. You're going to leave a dent in culture. You're going to leave a dent in technology. You are going to leave a dent in education. You're going to leave a dent in science. Wherever God has planted you, whatever field you are working in, you are going to leave a dent. And you're going to have to maximize your potential because one day you are going to stand before God to give an account for how you spent your life. Therefore, life has its own balance sheet. Your birth is your opening stock. Time is your credit. How you use your time is your debit. Your ideas are your assets. Your bad habits are your liability. Your name, your character, and reputation is your capital. Your successes are your profit. Your failures are your losses. Your education, friendship, and knowledge is your investment. Your age is your depreciation. Your debt is the closing stock. Your purpose, purpose is your accountant, and God is your auditor. And you are going to be audited hallelujah and God is going to look at your balance sheet hallelujah and you are going to give an account of your time ladies and gentlemen I want to stay here with this particular instructor 
but I must move on. Your next instructor is enemies and critics. They are twins and they teach together and they teach us the gaps that, that are in our character. Listen to me carefully. Your enemies are important and your critics are important. Why? Because they're teaching you the gaps in your character and they're teaching you the gaps in your brand. You are saying one thing, but you're living another. You are not living on brand and your enemies and your critics are going to call you out for it. So your critics and your enemies become your teachers. They also teach you uh, uh, your value in the marketplace. Therefore, when you look at David and you look at Goliath, you could tell because that was the enemy of Israel and David was able to uh, win a, a battle over Goliath. You got to understand this that when your enemies appear, they're not appearing to destroy you. They're appearing to expose who you really are. Hallelujah. The next, ladies and gentlemen, I want to stay right here, but I've got to introduce you to your next instructor. Your next instructor is history. History teaches us the strength of the human spirit. Write that down. Your next instructor, number 11, your next instructor is nature. Nature teaches us about God and that he created everything and everyone has a purpose. Number 12, children are your instructors. One of the things that Jesus said in, I think it's Mark chapter 10, verse uh, 14 to 15, he said, but when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased. This is with the disciples and said unto them, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for such is the kingdom of God. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter in. So children are your teacher. Albert Einstein said something interesting. He said the pursuit of truth and beauty is a sphere of activity in which we are permitted to remain children all of our lives. And so children are going to teach us how to remain flexible, how to have fun in life, how not to take ourselves seriously Seriously, children are going to teach us. Number 13, this is your 13th instructor, and that is pain and suffering. And pain and suffering teaches you how to be resilient and how to use your pain points as prayer points. So your pain points should be crafted as your prayer points, and your prayer points will point you to your assignment. So pain and suffering has to do with your assignment. I see one person that got that. And number 14, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, class is now, this is like your assembly. So we're having an assembly and we're going to explain to you who your next teacher is and introduce you to your next teachers. teacher. Ladies and gentlemen, your next instructor is the spirit of God. He teaches you the ways of God. And we're going to spend a lot of time with this particular instructor, the uh, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. He's going to teach you the ways of God. Number 15, your next instructor is truth. Truth is going to teach you how to live with freedom without lids, without limitations, and without restrictions. John 8.32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall 
set you free. In other words, you're going to live without limitations. You're going to live without lids. You're going to live without restrictions. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I'm going to introduce you to the next instructor. And your next instructor is your family. And your family teaches you citizenship and the value of community. But what you did not get in your first house, you're going to get in your second house. In my father's house are many mentioned. Ephesians 2.19 says, now therefore you are no, no, no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present to you another lecturer in the school called Life, and that is Friendship Association and Networks and their triplets. You had twins earlier. I want to present to you your triplets. Your triplets are a mirror of self. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.